Hello, everybody. Hey there. Welcome back to the Extreme. Hey, it's the Extreme. My name is Zach. My name is Joey. And we need to think of a new tagline for this podcast. That's <laughs> uh, true. That's true. We'll do it on the next one. We'll get you. We'll get you a hot, fresh take. We're still, you know, we're still playing through video games. That's true. We're still playing through video games, but we're gonna change up the uh, slogan a little bit. Yeah. But we're also gonna change it up a little bit, and uh, instead of talking about our stupid selves, we're gonna dive right into the music again. Yes. So, granted, I know we're not gonna be playing the video game soundtracks, mm-hmm. but um, what we are going to do is just give you a quick little intro here and then boom right into a musical break because we got to play through one of the stages here, which is going to be the oil platform. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, play through the oil platform. Welcome back, Extremers. Yes. That musical break was uh, some original music created by the one, the only, Joey Pearson mm-hmm. uh, for actually a video game that uh, I created, actually, about a year ago. So it was actual video game music. Yeah. So screw you, copyright lawyers. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's actually from the game that I created uh, called A Calculated Strike. Um, it's, I think, still available on Google Play stores, so you can check that out. It's free. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, it's music from that. So there we go, boosh. And while that music was playing, we beat the oil platform. Yes. Which is so good. Oh my god, it was so much fun. This is such a fucking fun game so far, man. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. So let's dive straight into the oil platform. Let's do it. By literally diving into the water. <laughs> <laughs> so we start actually completely underwater. Um, in kind of this Metal Gear Solid-esque entrance into the oil platform. (laughs) Uh, Like, you're sneaking onto the oil platform, almost. Um, And while you're sneaking, there's this interesting music playing in the background. Yeah, it's, Um, like, pretty intense. Yeah, but in my opinion, it kind of doesn't fit so well in a fire-based level. That could just be me being very subjective, Mm -hmm. but just the way the tones kind of go through... It seems to fit better with something like a, a water or ice level. That's fair. Because I'm, I'm also comparing it back to like things like Magma Dragoon and X4 or right. Flamestag and X2. Like yeah. that music seemed to more like, how can I, like rock heavy? Right. Yeah. When I think like rock kind of jam beats and stuff like that. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I mean, Mega Man for sure was like more focus on music than this game absolutely yeah i think uh kind of the it was tied a little bit more into the gameplay but um the music here don't get me wrong still very very good yeah so good more (laughs) more out like uh light-hearted i guess very jaunty yeah yeah i would agree with that assessment um so like we said you start underwater um, and then slowly make your way onto the platform pretty quick to notice that all this shit is on fire. <laughs> like, this is the worst place that should be setting fire right now. You're on an oil platform. <laughs> like, it's basically, so what's the, another, like, where else would it be the worst to just be on fire? Um, nowhere. Exactly. It's, it's an oil platform. It's basically a man-made volcano. Exactly. Exploding. It's like it's like being in the ocean during a thunderstorm. <laughs> like this is just not going to end well. No. Um but yeah, it's actually there's a nice touch actually with the background design here uh with the fire going on. Yeah. It really kind of like it does a like a kind of opaqueish overlay on the back. Right. With like that little fire kind of moving in the back. Mm-hmm. It makes it feel a lot hotter. Yeah. Like, you actually feel the heat coming yeah. at you. There's, like, a color filter also. Mm-hmm. It makes it a lot more intense. Yeah. Kind of like this place could go up in flames in any moment. It, like, is in flames. Exactly. <laughs> it's already gone up in flame. Yeah. Maybe more flame. Super <laughs> flame. Explosion um, flame. Explosion flame. That is good. <laughs> I like it. Let's make that a word. Explosion flame. Explosion flame. <laughs> Oh, Jerem, I forgot you were there, buddy. What did you think of that? You... Yeah? You, you liked Explosion Flame? I agree with that. Good man. All right. Woof. <laughs> Jerem right. doing his best impression of one of the more notable enemies coming up here called a hothead. <laughs> uh, this enemy actually just literally shoots fireballs directly into the air, and they come down in vertical, uh, vertical fashion couple at a time uh and you can only hit him when he's actually post jizzed all of this fire into the air (laughs) yeah he's too excited otherwise too rock hard and he just gets it all up in the air and he's like oh you can see his face it's just like overexcited yeah you're way too excited about this yeah um and actually another enemy as a another joe i like to call him teleporting joe Teleporting Joe. So he kind of pops in and out of the stage and shoots a line of fire straight, um, but, like, only a couple lines deep. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it'll, like, kind of, like, plan out where the actual shots are going to be, kind of saying, like, one, two, three, four, and then it creates the actual laser in that row. Mm-hmm. So you kind of see where it's actually going to line up. Right. Um which is kind of an interesting way for an enemy to shoot. 
Uh, it seems to be way too nice to <laughs> the player. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's like, think... okay, I'm going to shoot here now. <laughs> Get out of the way. I guess, I mean, like, they know you've got so much going on with all the fire and the water. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of just being a little bit nicer to you there. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like you said, there's, like, all this shit that's on fire. Um, but before we actually get to the fire itself, uh, there's a new mechanic that they're actually introducing here, uh, mm-hmm. with the electricity fields. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, it's really interesting what they've done here. So, again, this is just another perfect example of how to introduce a concept and then challenge the player afterwards. Yeah. So, fucking fantastic job at conveying a mechanic without being like, okay, you need to shoot to go up on the... No, none of that bullshit. You figure this shit out on your own because you're a goddamn adult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Unless you're not an adult and listen to our podcast and you're a smart child. Yeah. We're probably in the baccalaureate program. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say I was, but you're probably smarter than me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, like the mechanic that we're talking about here, uh, is these electricity fields. So you actually shoot your gun to actually, I guess, create some static and, uh, and magnetize yourself a little bit and you will actually go, uh, you will ascend as long as you're shooting and the longer you shoot or the faster you shoot, the faster you'll go up. So it's very interesting mechanic because they actually challenge. Yeah, sorry. So they challenge you later on. Uh, actually making it a lot harder because you have to kind of navigate a field of, uh, of uh, not quite spikes, but uh, damaging la- laser light things. Yeah, it's like sparks. Yeah, like sparky sparks, something like that. Uh, sparky sparks. Yeah, let's call them sparky sparks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does Jerem have an idea of what we should call them? Jerem, anything? No, no, nothing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, we can't always rely on Jerem to yeah. solve our problems. I'm disappointed in you, Jerem. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, Jerem. You'll come up with something next time. Yeah. Woo, we'll give you a little more notice next time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Jerem. We know you don't like getting put on the spot. <laughs> okay, alright, we'll do that for next time then. Alright, <laughs> oh, Jerem. You're such a riot, Jerem. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, Jerem made a really good point in saying that they actually do a really fantastic job of actually, like you said before, introducing a concept and then challenging you to actually say, like, have you mastered this? Like, let's take a look. Yeah. Uh, which is so good. It's such a good usage of conveyance. Mm-hmm. Uh, like treating you like a goddamn person who understands yeah. game mechanics and understands things after they're taught to you. Right. Uh, so, again, kudos to Anti Creates. You guys are fucking killing it. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, but sure. as you keep going through here, you actually get a secret area with an item called the uh, Aldebaran. I think Aldebaran. that's pronounced. All right. Aldebaran, um, which is which is basically a charge shot. Yeah. So you kind of just got a great upgrade yeah. just by going through here. Um, so let me break it down to you guys about this whole charge shot thing. Do you mind, Joey? Do it. Okay. Charge shot. So like we were mentioning before, you can actually customize and create your own profiles to uh, kind of Play as you want to play in uh, Mighty Gunvolt Burst. Uh, but what this charge mechanic does, instead of in like previous X games, it just gives you a more powerful, larger shot. This actually kind of enables you to have two profiles active at once. So what I mean by that is you can kind of set up a secondary profile that can only be used once you charge up your buster. So say you have profile one set up where it's a medium shot that has a fire element, and when it hits an enemy, it explodes. Uh, But then when you charge it up, it links to a secondary profile that you have set up, 
where it's a large shot that goes maybe a little slower, but upon contact explodes into like four different smaller shots. Like yeah. that's goddamn crazy. Yeah, it's like crazy. You've doubled, <laughs> you've like essentially doubled the amount of customization options that you have at your fingertips. Right. It's nuts. It it really opens up the gameplay here. Because not only now can you customize one set, but two. Like, it's so fucking brilliant. Like, there's just so much. So much. There's so many options now. (laughs) God damn it. I'm, like, fucking so smart. Yeah. This is such a good idea. Like, you could play this game 20 times. You could, and I definitely will be. (laughs) It encourages you to actually keep replaying the stages. Yeah. Because you actually get more prizes for right. beating it again. Right. Uh, but, holy shit. Alder Baron charge shot? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm giving you the seal of Zach approval. <laughs> 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 Which I'm going to copyright and yeah. make a thing. Coined. It's just, just going to be me giving you a thumbs oop. Not a thumbs, thumbs up, a thumbs oop. Two U's. Yeah, it's going to be a Canadian thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> a thumbs oop. Thumbs oop. <laughs> or a thumbs oop. Oh. <laughs> It'll be me with my thumbs oop, and we'll have a moose in the background, and <laughs> Joey will be riding the moose, also giving thumbs up. I will be doing that. He's right. <laughs> if somebody's very artistically talented, can can you like make that and tweet at us? <laughs> I'd be so happy. Uh, tweet at us if you do it at it's the extreme at g at uh, no sorry that's our email but you could do that but tweet us at it at it's the extreme um oh man all right let's keep going i could talk yeah. about this the cut possibilities of this customization for too long it's um, so much so good but let's keep going here there's a quick callback to actually mega man original as you go through here uh with one of the enemies it's a rotating fire pillar okay uh, the only reason I say it's a callback is because it's one of those enemies that once you step on the platform it's on, it speeds up to try and hit you. Cool. So, it's kind of like the original Mega Man where they, uh, I think it was in, uh, a Quick Man stage or something like that. Or, um, Bomb. Ugh. Why am I blanking? They Flash Man? One of the old Mega Mans. Uh, they had this enemy where you, uh, if you step on it, Oh, the platform it's on, it just speeds up and goes fucking freaks out because it wants to hit you. Cool. So it's a really nice callback, actually. Um, and right below that is Holy Bomb Room, Batman. Holy Bomb Room. There's yeah. bombs everywhere, Joey. Yeah. Oh, and you don't, you don't realize at first. It's like, wait, where am I? And no. Then... It's fucking nuts. Yeah, that actually reminds me, I forgot to talk about surprise bombs. <laughs> they just bombs. fucking show up and it's like, hey, I'm a bomb, I'm gonna explode soon, you better take me out before I blow on you. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, such a dick move, but uh, if you're fast enough and you mash that thumb button, you take him out real fast. Yeah. Uh, I have such a th- strong thumb by the end of this game. There's <laughs> so much more mashing in this game. Oh, uh, man, yeah. My fingers are going to get, like, calluses, and I'll have, like, thumb biceps. Thumb biceps. I have thumb biceps. <laughs> uh, but this b- bomb room is just crazy, dude. You have to react so fast. Yeah. Uh, but once you do, actually, you keep going down into a little bit of a water pit. Um, and actually, there's a nice effect here with some fire on water. Yeah. And it looks very slick. Moving up and down. You, you ready for this? Oil slick. Oh, oh god! <laughs> I was so proud of that one. <laughs> oh. I'm proud of you too, Zach. Thanks, Joey. <laughs> um, but yeah, as you go through, uh, you just some really mighty solid platforming here. Um, it's really fucking great, but. Before we actually get into the boss, is there anything else that we've really missed here that we want to talk about? Um, no, I think we spoke about all the enemies, right? Yeah, I think so. I think we're ready to talk about Pyrogen. Pyrogen. 
Pyrogen, the boss of this stage. That's his name if you don't the game and read it. Yes, don't <laughs> don't wear it out. <laughs> I don't know. Uh but this is a crazy interesting boss fight. Yeah, it's cool. Um it's like fighting a fire luchador. <laughs> Honestly, like so he has a couple different moves here. He does a fire punch. It'll kind of run at you with a little bit of trail of fire behind him. Uh, then, like, this fire, like, giant fire falcon punch fist that falcon he does. Punch. Yeah, where he just, like, punches the wall. Yeah. And then an increasingly large fist will come out on the other side and hit you. Yeah, um, intense. Which is fantastic. I was, we were talking about this before we were recording. But, like, previous Mega Man games, they had bosses that did a similar kind of thing where they rush and punch you. But, like, they overused it so much that we became fucking jaded about it yeah, and made every, a fucking joke yeah. about it. Every boss had the same thing. Exactly. It was, like, t- to a T, it was like, oh, guess what this boss had? They're rushing you. And it yeah. was so dumb. But, like, this boss, like, you might be wondering why we're not giving it the same shit. But you know why? Because they actually made it fucking work. Yeah. Because you know what? There's no way to jump on the wall and dodge this shit right. with the mechanic. And yeah, on top huge. of that... Sorry, go for it. No, I was saying that's huge, not being able to jump on the wall. Exactly. It really changes the dynamic here. Yeah. So on top of that, though, like we said before, they combine two attacks here. So he'll rush you with his fire punch. And not only that, he has a trail of fire actually following him while he runs. So you have to actually time your jumps properly to make sure you don't get hit by that fire. And then you can't immediately retreat to the other side because he'll do that gigantic fire punch and just hit you from the other side. Yeah. So you have to be cognizant of where you are in relation to him at all times. You really have to, like, learn the pattern. There's a lot of great screen management here that you have to be aware of. Yeah. Because even if you could jump on the walls, you can't because they're on fire! Yeah. The walls are on fire! Literally, the the roof is on fire! The, the walls are on fire. <laughs> we don't need no. Wait, shit. How's it go? We fire. don't need no. Uh, burn this mother effer down. Damn it. Uh, oh, guys, if you remember the rest of those lyrics, tweet at me. Uh, <laughs> it's going to bother me now. I'm going to forget after the podcast to look it up. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's move on. Uh, he also can do a fire body slam where he kind of yeah. tries to smack you down. Uh, and then he, even if he doesn't hit you, he kind of sends out fire waves right. afterwards. Like so you, you need to, to be... Dodge. Exactly, you need to dodge. After and then, dodging. Exactly. And then his ultimate technique, I guess, is like this fire storm that he kind of brews up. So you stand in the middle with mm-hmm. a fire shield around him, yeah. calling in like fireballs to kind of make his shield bigger. And you have to dodge these fireballs, which are coming in a pretty random pattern, and you don't have all that much time to dodge. Yeah. Which makes for a good ultimate technique, because you really need to be on your fucking game there. Oh, yeah. Or you can try and cheap it out by pausing a little bit, by pulling up a skill, because that technically pauses the screen. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, you still need to jump out of the way in time. Yeah. Uh, And then once he has actually enough fire, he goes in the air and does this huge fire explosion which mm-hmm. covers a large chunk of the screen yeah basically everything but the corner yeah basically everything but the corners it like i really like this fight man yes yeah, it's, it's really fun it made me really think like i had a great time actually using my goddamn skills and yeah. learning from my mistakes and yeah. making this fight work and it's challenging it is challenging too which is fantastic i want challenge I don't mm-hmm. want to cheap out the boss to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But dear lord, man, my thumbs hurt by the end of that fight. <laughs> like, I was, like, mashing that shoe button like a fucking fiend. Nice. It's like, it's like, oh, God, my <laughs> poor thumb. How many times did it take you? Uh, to beat him on the first try? Or to, be, to, to beat, beat him? him? Yeah. I think about three tries. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. Um... It was really that final attack that really had me reeling. Because yeah. I kept getting hit by every goddamn fireball. Yeah, of course. Like, I can learn how to dodge the other ones, but that one's just so random. Right. And my reflexes aren't perfect. 
Uh-huh. So that always fucked with me. Um, but that is the oil platform. Is there anything else we want to talk about? No, it's, it's like we get some cool shit after. That is incorrect. There, we still need to do one last thing because we absolutely have to. Do you know what time it is, man? Oh, shit. It's time for internet backstory. Yeah! That is right, you guys. There's internet backstory. Yes! Because because these enemies already had a game beforehand, so they have some internet backstory. So, Pyrogen. Uh, From the Mega... From the Mighty Number 9 wiki. Um... Mighty Number One, as he is called, Pyrogen, is a robot with fire and explosion-based abilities created by Doctor White uh, in his Mighty Numbers line. He is considered to be the leader of the Mighty Numbers team. Um, what do we got here? Uh, Pyrogen, his torso, arms, and legs are almost entirely covered in gas burners. So when unlit, Pyro- Pyro's body appears to be somewhat scrawny. But actually, when it's lit up, he looks huge, like he's wearing crazy armor. Nice. Uh, his face is mostly humanoid. Um, helmet designed, let's see, the top of his head is designed like a helmet, black and red in color. Um, okay, well, that's just describing him. Mm-hmm. He stands 7 foot 4 inches tall and weighs 520 pounds, or for our, our Canadian listeners, uh, 223 centimeters and 236 kilograms. <laughs> so, pretty goddamn tall. I like that they give you both. Exactly. It's, uh, there's, no, there's no bias here. <laughs> um, so, a little bit of backstory for Pyro. Uh, when a virus suddenly causes nearly every robot in the United States to go berserk. So apparently that game takes place literally in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pyro is among one, many, one of the many robots become afflicted, uh, becoming feral and aggressive. He rampages through an oil platform, attempting to ignite it. Uh, in the previous game, Beck is sent to an oil platform uh, by Dr. White to locate and purify him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a section on his personality. Okay, Okay. this is a very in-depth internet backstory. Uh, While under the effects of the virus that makes robots go berserk, uh, Pyro became wild and violent. He rampages through entire oil platforms simply for the sake of burning as much as he can and expresses anger when Beck, decidedly not on fire, (laughs) arrives arrives to confront him. (laughs) (laughs) That was a funny little aside to put in there. (laughs) Not on fire. (laughs) Uh, as the first of the robots created by the Mighty Number Line, Pyro is considered the eldest sibling of the Numbers and the leader of the group. He is confident and somewhat boisterous, but also seems to have a caring and cool-headed side. Um, a little bit of trivia, I guess. Um, mm, okay. Pyrogen is one of the first robot. Uh, first mighty robot. <laughs> Origin is one of the first five mighty robots you encounter in all the game to be a uh, f- throwback to the original six robot masters from Mega Man, uh, namely his uh, predecessor, Fireman. Uh-huh. Um, and also, he's also, like Fireman Pyrogen's design is based off of a Zippo lighter, where Fireman was believed to be based off of a torch. Um, very interesting. Very, very interesting. And that's actually all I got for Pyrogen. Cool. Which is quite a lot, actually, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with this wiki. Oh, yeah. Um, But enough about the oil platform in Pyrogen. It's time to move on to our next stage, uh, the Waterworks. Yes, sir. Uh, sorry, the Waterworks Bureau. The Waterworks Bureau, yes. It's so like... while we play through that level, let's take a quick musical interlude.
Welcome back to Extreme. Yes. Yes, you just heard the boss theme from A Calculated Strike, a game mm -hmm. by Zach Witter himself. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And music by Joey. Oh, thank Joey you. Pearson. I just realized we don't really say our last names. Yeah, we don't. Why don't we do that? I don't know. Maybe we'll start. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yes, we've gone through the waterworks in that short musical interlude. Uh, and who boy, we got some words Hoo for this boy. one. Um, first off, it's frozen all over in this stage. So cool. It's making my body cold. <laughs> just looking at it. I love, uh, I love like, the, the ice like game play. Yeah, and I was just, like, the ice physics are yeah. a plenty in here. Yeah. So basically what that means is you're going to be slip sliding everywhere. So if you try to stop, you are not stopping. <laughs> exactly, just like that, Jerem. Uh, you'll be flying all over the place. Uh, and this music is just jaunty as fuck. Oh, yeah. It's so jaunty. I love it. I feel like I want to be walking through, like, a field of ice flowers. <laughs> um, but uh, as we go through the stage here, uh, we go underwater pretty quickly. Yeah. Um... So it introduces that water mechanic of being able to jump very high underwater. Um, and a few actual enemies here. Uh, I like to call this one the Drillacuda. Drillacuda, I like it. Yeah, yeah it's got like uh, Drilla, chompers, chompers for mouths and it drills out of the wall and tries to chomp you. Yeah. Um, but as you go through this underwater section, there's... Uh, Another mechanic that they teach you here, pretty straight off the bat, it's water tornadoes. Yeah. So this is actually going to be a constant pretty much throughout the, the stage. Not like before it was in a part, but this is like throughout the stage. Right. Um, so it teaches you, you know, you have to be kind of wary of where the uh, tornado is pushing you, whether it's up, down, left, right. Uh, because in the beginning, it shows you like, oh, this will push you up. So it gives you kind of that respite. Of like, okay, well, I'll be fine. There's no danger here. Mm -hmm. But as it goes through, if you get caught in the wrong spot, you will just be flung up into spikes and instantly die. Yeah. Again. But also, Joey, you were telling me before about the spikes thing, that it was kind of great that they carry that over. Yeah. Did you want to talk to that? Didn't we say that? Or was that, what was that before? No, we like when we were talking uh, about it before. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's pretty great. It's like, such, it's like such a... It's like it's a real Mega Man sequel you know yeah kind of like carries over the tradition of you are not invulnerable to these spikes yeah, it's always spikes it's like if there's a robot uprising tomorrow i'm not getting spikes. a gun i'm not getting like a baseball bat i'm getting a spike <laughs> just like a big triangle spike it's a triangle and i'm gonna coat my house with it because <laughs> no zombies can get in because no sorry no robots can get in because they'll just die upon contact. <laughs> Those goth kids have it right. Exactly. Just keep wearing spike bands all around. <laughs> You'll never get taken by Skynet. <laughs> uh, but yes, the, again, fantastic game design here. Where they introduce a concept and then challenge you by making it a bit harder. Uh -huh. Fantastic conveyance. Again, fucking nailing it into creates. Oh, yeah. Um... If we aren't convincing you enough already to buy this game, you guys, check this shit out. Yeah. We're not being we're not being paid to say this. No. We're really just I'm a huge I'm a big fan. I've been really like one over here. Especially if you have a switch, it's only like ten bucks for the game. Yeah, especially if you have a switch, it's so cheap. Just go out and buy it. So cheap. Um, you have no reason not to get it. No. Um, but let's move on here. Uh, as you go through, they change the direction of the. Uh, tornadoes here and make it a horizontal uh -huh. but it's similar to the other one where it kind of pushes you it tries to push you into spikes except instead of it being vertical it's horizontal now um and also as you go through here there are some uh jellies that try to get you the jellies. enemy jellies the jellies where's that where's that jellyfish catching net when you need one <laughs> just call in spongebob spongebob <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll catch the jellies and save us. Uh, oh, I also forgot... Uh, no, you know what? I'll talk about them later. That was another enemy. Uh, we'll talk about them later. Okay. Um, and then you move past this section into another one, which is, this time, tornadoes, but they try and shoot you uh, straight upward. 
yeah. Like, uh, elevator style. Right. And um, don't think there's no spikes. Uh, there actually is no spikes there. Oh. oh <laughs> I thought we were on a different part. No, this is a different part. This is while you're still underwater. Okay, okay. I know which one you're thinking of, though. <laughs> uh, that one adds some uh, difficulties. Uh, but actually, this is kind of a part where you can branch off. There's a secret path, actually, where you can break the wall near the top of this section, kind of walk through, and you get basically a shortcut to the main path. Or you can go up the ladder and kind of take the longer way around. Mm-hmm. Did you want to talk about the longer way around? Because... I actually took a bit to find that because it was actually, weirdly enough, easier for me to find the secret path okay. than the ladder. So where exactly is the secret path? So, so got- the secret path is like once you have ascended most of the uh, water tornado elevator to the top, it's literally on the right side of the top. You just break down the door or the wall, and it's right there. Okay. So instead of going on the left side and taking the, eleva- the uh, ladder up, you bust down a wall and go through it on the right. Uh, yeah. That's what you did. That's what I did. Okay. But you went up the ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you talk to that? Sure. You go up the ladder, mm-hmm. and there's just, like, those hanging enemies, and you, and, like, ice blocks you have to break through. Mm-hmm. Nothing too difficult. No, no. It's not bad. And um, you go up the, the ladder... Mm-hmm. I think some- there's some... What? Sorry, go ahead. I think there were some hanging enemies there, because I forgot to mention them. The yeah, hanging, hanging Joes. I was going to call every enemy in here a Joe now. It's <laughs> hanging like every Joe. Ro- it's a hanging every robot, every like humanoid robot is now just a Joe to me. <laughs> nice. So this is a hanging Joe, where it hangs from a pillar and tries to shoot you. Yeah. So yeah, um, you go up the ladder, and there's another secret room, actually. Mm-hmm. You break down a wall and you get like a, an item for your robots. I think, I think just like a heart. You get like some health. Oh, okay. Oh, good, and good. Like, um, oh. Do you get like the customization point thing? Yeah, there's like something else. Okay. I, I, I can't say I remember. Okay, wait, let me, let me see. Let me see. Like, okay, while you're looking that up, I'm going to talk a little bit towards the secret path. So, well, like I said before, you break down a wall. And then you could actually go into the secret path, which actually kind of cuts into where Joey's path will end up. It just gets you there a little faster. Yeah. So it's fully icy there. The water actually completely descends and is gone. Um, and there's actually an enemy in there that shoots lightning, but it's shooting lightning while it's still underwater. How is that a thing? Oh. How are we all just not dead? <laughs> like, just super dead. Super dead. Like, there's just a ton, like, um, video game logic, maybe? Oh, yeah, right. I guess we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I just wanted to call it out because I'm a nerd. Um, (laughs) First step to uh, getting better is admitting it. Um, But as we go through, actually, we, there's not too much to talk about on the secret path because I end up pretty quickly converging with Joey. Yeah. Um, so did you find figure out the the item? Yeah, it's like an F something. I didn't. I didn't know what it was. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll we'll just move on. Yeah. So at the path's convergence, actually, we both converge and fight this new enemy, which is like a fucking Gundam or something. Oh uh, yeah. It's a giant robot. It just kind of flies. Um, you should probably try and take it out as fast as you can, otherwise it'll kind of turtle up. And shoot missiles so you can't actually hit it. Probably, huh. yeah. But you gotta go fast to take them out. Good idea. But, yeah. Um, but as you go through here, we have more tornadoes, except it's not a water tornado, it's just a regular tornado. <laughs> um, and this one, actually, if you fuck up, you fall into a pit and die. Yeah. And so what makes this section hard is that there are ice walls that you kind of have to break down right. enough to kind of fit yourself in there mm-hmm. so you don't fall and die. I, I like that, though. It's like a... It's a good idea. Again, it's another yeah. great conveyance thing because it shows you, like, hey, you got to go up here and kind of land on the next platform, but the yeah. next one kind of blocks that area where you have to stop yeah. yourself and with some, ice. And there's something, like, satisfying about breaking those ice blocks. It is, right? You, like, see it cracking, and then it fully breaks. Yeah. Super cool. 
but it makes it a lot harder, actually, because if you don't have the fire upgrade, which we did from Pyro stage, right. um, you can't actually break certain ice blocks because mm -hmm. it's too icy. Um, so if you are hot enough, you can. But yeah. if you can't, you can only break half of it. So it makes that sec like platforming section even harder. Right. It makes it more of a challenge, which makes it more fun. Yes. Um, but as we go through there, um, we actually just kind of make it to the boss here, yeah, right? Yeah, pretty much right after that. Yeah, like there's just, you climb a ladder and you're there. Yeah. Um, and it, we're the cryosphere. Cryosphere. Its name is cryosphere. Um, which is just a wacky boss. This is a wacky boss fight, man. Oh, yeah. This is so fucking wacky. <laughs> um, so... The cryosphere has a few attacks, most notably the ice bubble and the ice bubble shield, mm -hmm. and ice bubble baseball. Yeah. So <laughs> that's so, so random. That's so weird. Like this, it just like spawns an ice bat and like smashes these ice bubbles at you yeah. at like Mach one, yeah. and you have to just dodge them. Right. Um. On top of that. They'll jump around like a fucking jackrabbit and try and smash into you with an ice hammer. <laughs> yeah. And dodging this is super hard, by the way, because the I room know. is full of ice. Yeah, it's full of so, ice and it's going so fast. Like, on top of all this madness happening, you have to make sure you don't run into the shit accidentally. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then on top of that, it, it knows hydro pump, man. There's no <laughs> way around it. It knows hydro pump. It learns hydro pump at one point. Yeah, it learned hydro pump. <laughs> um, but yeah, like holy balls, this is a hard fight. Just because of the ice physics, really. Yeah. Because I kept running into the boss mm -hmm. and kicking so many unnecessary hits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that this took me a good while to beat. Nice. Uh, but which made it all the more satisfying when it did. Of course. And then we took down Cryosphere. Took him down. Yeah, and actually that leads us perfectly into another segment of Internet Backstory. Yeah! Perfect. So, Cryosphere's Internet Backstory. Uh, apparently we're going in order here, by the way. Oh, yeah? Because uh, this is Mighty Number no. 2. Nice. Cryosphere, or Cryo, um, is a robot with both water and ice-based abilities, uh, second in the Mighty Number no. line. She is one of the two female Mighty Numbers, along with Dynatron, who I'm sure we'll find out later. Uh, so she's female. Interesting. Okay. Um, weighing in at uh, 102 kilograms, or 225 pounds, at a four, four foot uh, five and a half inches. Uh, kind of a shrimp, but uh, still a force to be reckoned with. Uh, Cryosphere is one of the smallest of the Mighty Numbers and has an overall childlike frame uh, covered from head to toe in light and dark blue armor and a diving suit complete with a large round helmet. Uh, her helmet has a large red valve handle on the top and four eye-like yellow segments in parallel pairs. Um, her arms are asymmetrical, having a right gray hose output I guess, to kind of, like, make it look like she has a large water tank that she can shoot out of. Um, it is heavily implied in the art book that her face is actually a mask, uh, though what's under the mask has yet to be revealed. Mystery. Uh, some story for Cryo. Cryo is among one of the many robots afflicted by this digital viral outbreak as well. And causes a, yeah we we read that uh, mm -hmm. she becomes a malicious bully and goes off attack to attack the waterworks bureau, freezing over most of the facility. Uh, Beck is sent to locate the cryo, to locate cryosphere and purge her of her virus, but cryo mocks and attacks Beck as he attempts to pursue her. Uh, eventually, Beck does uh, pursue her or uh, pur purifier. Uh, let's check this personality. Cryosphere <laughs> is a prankster, mischievous and childish. Sorry, is a prankster, mischievous, childish, and lively. Mm. She enjoys joking around with her siblings and greatly enjoys puns! 
Yes! Oh, this is my favorite boss! Uh, yeah. Jamie come. Oh my god. So much so that she even tells her siblings puns that they can use and makes icy related puns constantly. <laughs> oh my god. She becomes bored when she has no one to joke around with. Uh, she gets upset <laughs> when other people criticize her puns and seems to have something of a quick temper. That's so funny. This is so great. <laughs> I love the bad personalities. This is so fun. Uh, despite her personality and appearance being at odds with her place as the second oldest mighty number, she sees herself as, a, as worthy of respect for her status and will sometimes bring up her age when she is disrespected by one of her younger siblings. Uh, though, she may con- though, though she may consider her antics annoying, she is ultimately kind and amicable. Uh, while she's under the effects of the virus, though, she takes a more malicious edge and becomes more mocking of those around her, and pranks become more malevolent and dangerous. Um, let's see what else we got here. Some trivia. Um, Cryo is potentially based off of one of the original Mega Man bosses, Iceman, uh, and also potentially Splash Woman because of her gender and water theme, <laughs> as well as Bubble Man and Pump Man for always being, uh, focusing on the diving suits and waterwork aspects of her. Cool. Uh, according to Kimo Kimo, Cryosphere has a more human-like face underneath her mask and wonders if it will sometimes be shown. So this is more just speculation at that point. Um, And that is all I got for Cryosphere. Cryosphere. Nice. And that actually is a great place to end the episode. Yeah. Uh, we've gone through our requisite two stages for the day, and, uh, I think we've nailed it. We did. Not to toot our own horn, but, uh, these were some awesome stages. Yeah. And I really hope the rest of them are just as good. We should just do the next episode on these stages again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll just keep replaying and doing more and more. Um, but thank you guys so much again for listening. We really appreciate all your support. Yeah. Um, the best way for you guys to help us out is to tell all your friends about us. Fucking tell it to them until they're bored of it. Yeah. Um, that's the only way that we're, we're going to grow as a podcast here is with everyone's help. Uh, remember, we're a big family here at Xtreme. I, I at least like to think of us as a family. Yeah. Um, and I want to make sure that you guys continue to get the best content and that kind of requires us to go out and make sure that we can provide that yeah so if more people listen it really helps us out um because we're eventually looking to get uh i'm gonna park the kimono here and we're looking to get some sponsors eventually so that we can uh expand the podcast and do a lot more cool stuff with it because I'm really looking towards the future, and I, I see awesome possibilities for this. Yeah. Like, um, maybe setting up, like, a live Twitch channel, even. Like, where you could see, like, me and Joey when we're prepping for the stages. Like, I could put up something, and you guys could watch me play through it, and Joey would be there uh, watching as well. Like, something like that. Like, but that kind of requires some additional support. Yeah. Because uh, i got to get some hosting software. Uh, but stuff like that, I got big plans for this, guys. And it really will come together with your help. So, thank you again so much for listening. Um, you want to do the shout-outs, Joe? Sure. Go for it. So, you know where to reach us by now, I hope. I hope so, too. <laughs> well, for starters, we're on Podbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the extreme. You know it iTunes, yes. it's the Xtreme. Gmail, it's yes. the Xtreme at gmail.com. Yes. Twitter, at it's the Xtreme. Mm-hmm. And Google... Google Play. Play. Good man. Yes, do all those things. And, oh, by the way, I guess I should bring this up now. So I know we were focusing a lot on our YouTube page, too. Yeah. Um, but... I think it might be better for us to focus our efforts on the audio aspect first. Yeah. Uh, it's a taking hiatus. a Yeah, we're it's not done, but it, I'm putting it on a hiatus yeah. cuz we need to focus on the audio aspects. Yeah. 
and making sure that we're kind of getting this uh, as perfect in where we want it to be. Right. So once we have a little more time and help, we're going to definitely get back to the YouTube videos, but right now it's just becoming a bit cumbersome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I get that. Yeah, um, but I do want to get back to it, and again, that kind of refers back to my original point of helping us out by making the podcast grow, and eventually, once that hits a point of criticality, this will definitely come back. Totally. But enough of us pandering and asking for help. Uh, Thank you again from the bottom of my heart, and I'm sure Joey thinks the same, for listening. Totally. Uh, You guys are the things that really keep us going here. We love hearing from you. Thank you so much. Um, I know even some of you are not directly messaging us, but I do see that you're listening from the download numbers, so thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Um, And with that, I think we're going to sign off here, unless, Joey, we forgot anything else. Nope, just got to write down... All these things that we've told you. Yes, do not forget to write down everything I just said. <laughs> and also, don't forget to write down to check this game out for yourselves. Yeah. Like, this is such a good game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks again, guys, for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. See you next time. See you next time.